Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I really appreciate your presence and uh, we are going to get down straight to it. I'm happy that I'm back. It's my second episode since I'm back and so I'm really looking to build up steam here and um, talk about issues. So I'm sure you've heard about uh, the Harry and Meghan saga and their new book come out, Spare. That's Harry's book. Um, now you say, but what is this gossip got to do with us? It has a lot to do with us. Uh, not us, but the lessons we learn from the junctions uh, that are produced in the book and his his story um, and their saga, their soap opera. There are lots of small little details. We bring about a lot of, of details, um, lessons to be learned for all of us. So today I'm going to do um, uh, Prince Harry and then tomorrow and the after maybe I will do his uh, now wife, uh, um, Meghan Markle. Uh, so I'm just going to go through a basic you know, why we've come to this journey. So Prince Harry is the son of uh, Princess Diana, the late Princess Diana and Prince and King Charles. He was born in 1984. And to explain, I'll just give you um, a brief history. And I've done this, uh, a podcast on this, but I'll, we'll re revise it. Um, so uh, absolutely. Um, I grew up in the shadow of Margaret Thatcher coming to power in 79 and Princess Lady Diana Spencer and Prince Charles's marriage in 1981. Like many families around the world who watched them and drew from their journey, I followed them through the years and watched their children grow up. They were my little brothers. I watched their parents fight and the boys walking behind Diana's funeral cottage. Once an adult, I had to deal with the trauma of a broken childhood myself. I had to make sense of the violence in my home and therefore the currents that formed my waves. Back then, we did not have the internet. We went to the library to gain our knowledge. We were not allowed to talk and discuss, nor debate any issue. We were shut down instantaneously, ridiculed and chastised. As the internet slowly came through with dial-up, I started getting access to people from around the world. Um, learning their journeys and trauma. I started researching people with trauma who came to conflict zones to understand my own. Knowing fully well that both my parents came through the port city of Karachi, a city in the heat of the partition struggle in India. Right, right there flashing in front of me were the whales and their public feud. To make a long story short, the currents that form our waves are what defines us. The plus, the minus of that history form the joys and trauma that define our lives. Look at the last 5,000 years of our lives and you see war, conflict and trauma. Each conflict is registered in our DNA and our lives play out through sequences. Now go back to the start of the 20th century and there's war everywhere. In Europe, this played out in the form of World War I and II. In the end, it was the end of a feudalistic and imperialistic age. When change is sudden, the waves come crashing down. There's always a scramble for power. Those who give up power do not want to give it up. Those who want to fill that void up rise up to the top and want to take its place and throw the old order out. 
This power struggle is the same equation that plays out in every single home, in every single street, at the municipal level, the provincial level, and the federal level. This struggle for power to fill that void are the wars we see in history. In Europe, it took the form of World War I and II during the first half of the 20th century. Millions dead and millions more wounded. The trauma is what we live through even our parents today. My parents' generation and that of Princess Charles and Lady Dinah were the first generation born after World War II. Their, theirs was the first generation to inherit their trauma of world wars. Their visuals had gone, the stories were now in the newspapers and in history books at, at that time when people did not talk and wars and its mental health effects were taboo. A stiff upper lip is all they got as an answer to trauma they inherited. If we look around us, you see this baby boomer generation, as they call sometimes, um, a generation traumatized with all the evils and pitfalls of society. Rape, incest, drugs, illness, tragedy. The repressive silence that they were sworn to did not do them any justice either. This is why the silent revolutions of the world, the hippie generation during this time, came about. A vent for their silence and their generational trauma that formed their currents and waves. In every home, the war continued in mine to my neighbors, to the house of Wales. It broke every home that it graced and the walls of the, the house of Windsor was no different. Um, they succumbed, but people blamed the Windsors for all their trials when we all know that each other, each and every one of our homes went through the same trauma. If a family did not take a step backwards to undo and understand those knots, then it not only broke, but it handed that broken chain to the next generation. This was my home, and the House of Wales was no different. Both of them brought this baggage to their marriage. What Charles and Dinah played out was a trauma they inherited, like that of many in their generation. A trauma that was transferred to their children, Princess William and Harry. This traumatic baggage meant that neither of them went into their marriage as strong individuals, but that of those who were searching for their souls, searching for love in all the wrong places. Prince Charles had all his relationships with other women. Diana, for those who did not know, came with a long list of tribulations herself, along with marital flings of her own. She came from a broken home, left, out without, left without her mother at a young age. Her father did not seem to care. He already had a new wife by the time Diana was 15. Do you think the children lighted or understood what was going on? This is besides the fact that she has no real education, besides a high school degree. She had no trade or no skills um, she could use. She knew that if she had not, did not marry big, then she would be relegated to being a middle-class person all her life. Her land and inheritance would go to her brother. Whatever was shared by her and her sisters would be next to nothing. So when the opportunity came, she would have jumped at the, prince, the princess opportunity, knowing fully well that life had nothing to install for her but a journey of hard labor. Her desire to become the princess triumphed over every other thought and, and when the opportunity presented itself. Diana did not marry for all the love, but all for love, but for security. Sometimes we do 
we all do even today. Yes, there are surely a little bit of love, but security was the biggest prize in the 80s and the 70s. In her opinion, the royal family could never go wrong, so she assured herself a very good and secured life. Her security was that one day she was going to be queen. In her first interview, she, she said, Charles, I cannot go wrong. She was so naive and desperate, like the most of us back in the days. She handed down her insecurities to her son, Harry. While the House of Windsors is blamed for letting a 20-year-old marry the Prince of Wales, we forgot that it was normal behaviour in the 80s. Every home wanted to get their daughters uh, married off as fast as possible. A moment, of nice pro- a moment a nice proposal came by. Age did not mar- matter in the 70s and 80s. A good proposal was the most important from a good, well-placed elite family up the social ladder. That was the importance. Diana's family was no different. Imagine what they thought when Diana fam- Diana's family found out that their daughter had a chance to make it to the House of Windsor. Imagine the social crime. Did even one of them stop and say, no, you're too young? Did they ask any questions or seek any counsel? Yet they gave her up for a chance to climb up the social ladder. Yet no one has questioned them and asked them to share the blame. Because it's easy to blame others to justify your transgressions. Today, Dinah's daughter-in-law is in a similar situation as, she's, as, she, as she was some 40 years ago. She has not changed at all, not learned from her mistakes of the past. Instead, she's using her constitutional role to play a backdoor political divide and rule policy while raking in big commercial big bucks at the time. All the while, her royal runaway husband tries to troll the subjects with a victim card. Um, We are not buying because we're no longer gullible. Being there, done that, we have learned from a lot from the journey of the past. Politics and pretenders come and go. Our duty and loyalty to the land comes first. So basically, that is the long and the short of the story of the foundation of Harry's trauma. His trauma doesn't start with his mother's death. His trauma starts, uh, you can go back as much as you want, 1,000, 2,000 years. But in his close generation, his close chain, you got the two world wars coming out of there. They traumatized generation. Um, and from there onwards, then you have uh, his parents being the first generation of the wars, inherit that trauma, have no ability to make head nor sense of it. And that entire generation goes through a lot of uh, turbul- turbulent times. Uh, they transfer it to their sons, their, uh, their children, which is my generation. And basically, that's the long and short of the story. So we inherited a trauma. Both Dinah came from a broken home. And Charles did not have the best of homes, even though he lived in the palace. And basically, that's it. Um, And so he inherited a trauma. He inherited parents who went through a divorce, a bitter divorce, a bitter marriage. All that affected him. And now he's got... um, then he lost his mum. So you can feel for the boy, but William took it differently and Harry took it differently too. So it's it's very important to understand the two ends. 
uh, it's sure that he has trauma. He's been traumatized. He's not, and the royal family covered up for him all this time. So kudos to them. Hats off to their PR team. But the fact is that he's got massive emotional baggage and trauma, and he's never taken care of it. Not because uh, his family did not give him the help, but because he didn't want to. Uh, he's he was still not in the cycle where he he hit rock bottom enough in order to say no. I look. I need help. Uh, because you can take the horse to the water, but the horse has to drink. And then he fell into the lap of this woman, uh, actress from America, and um, he's gone haywire with her. She used him big lock, stock, and barrel, and she's you know using him for her uh, Marxist political uh, divide and rule, and uh, you know future political uh, politics, uh, and and so effectively this is the problem. But there's some other issues I want to bring about. Uh, this book, Spare, uh, that comes up, that's written by Harry, was not written by him. Okay, Harry does not have the intellectual capacity to write a book. This guy could not, uh, could not pay, finish his high school. He had problems with high school. He was not capable of getting any further intellectual, uh, uh, you know, certificates or degrees or knowledge. Um, he was, um, yeah, he did. He failed exams in the military. In sorry, in in the air force, uh, big time. So he was not even good at being a pilot, a helicopter pilot, a gun. He look. He this guy does not have intellectual capacity, uh, for whatever reasons of trauma, um, you know, psychological. It happens to the best of us. But he doesn't. He he thinks that. His family is the one who has who has let him off, um, and and he says this, um, you know, he, he says this in his in, in his book, and because of that, he's asking for all these things on a list. Now um, he's just come back to the point here. Um, he did not write the book. So this book's written by Megan and a ghostwriter who we don't know who he is. But there is a ghostwriter, someone else who's written this book and, and Harry's narrated part of it. But the bulk of it is written by Megan Margle. So absolutely, uh, this is her book more than his. And she's put in her version of events, typical socialist, Marxist, CRT specialist uh, and anything and everything is all someone else's fault. And Harry is a poor little boy. And she's this great princess. And uh, my God, um, I, I don't even know what to say. And I'm not going to say anything to it. But um, so let's start with the books being that of Meghan, Meghan Markle's version um, um, of events um, and her interpretation. Uh, now, one of the striking things in the book is Megan's version of income from the Duchy of Cornwall under Harry's name or Charles's name. She talks a lot about, uh, the book talks a lot about, uh, not a lot, but it mentions the Duchy of Cornwall. For those who don't know, the Duchy of uh, Cornwall is a combination of land and titles that is uh, owned by the royal family. Um, it comes on the crown estates. Uh, part of that money goes back to the, to the, to the coffers of the British government and, and the, and the royal family gets about 25% of that to run the, the, the household, the royal household and its diplomatic missions for the country, the crown. Um, so they do have some income coming in from that. Um, and and the, the book questions the ability uh, 
of, of the royal family for keeping the Duchy of Cornwall, which is these royal estates, will look, you look at millions of dollars coming in. Now, the question is, Harry never questioned this before. Harry never had any problems of questioning this before. So how come all of a sudden now that he's in Meghan Markle's hands um, to, to get, uh, how, how come he's questioning it now? Because he, this book is not written by Harry, this book is written by Meghan. Or should I say allegedly uh, written by Meghan because we don't know who's behind this. So allegedly written by Meghan. And she has her political aspirations and her, uh, her alliance is with the Democratic Party of, of Canada and with the Liberals of Canada. She hangs around a lot with Justin Trudeau's wife and Justin Trudeau in the past. So with Justin Trudeau's an anti-monarchist, he's allied with the socialist and they want to get off the monarchy um, so uh, their socialist government uh, political party is the NDP in Canada who, who, who want to destroy the Senate and want to get rid of the monarchy. And we know that Trudeau is an anti-monarchist. So he can't say anything right off the bat, but behind the scenes he does exactly what he wants to do to get rid of the monarchy. And he's friends with Meghan Markle. And so talking about colonialism is brownie points in your book. Not that it affects her marriage. I mean, I don't see what her marriage has got to do with colonialism. That's a whole different topic altogether. You're fighting for your marriage and for your dignity. Why are you bringing um, someone else's royal estates and colonialism in the question of your marriage? If your marriage is broken down, your relationship with your family is broken down, what's colonialism got to do with that? You didn't have a problem with colonialism when you married into the family. You didn't do your homework when you married. Uh, you had... 18 months to, to look at all of this. And you all of a sudden you got up and bought, you bothered about the Duchy of Cornwall and you're telling me that it's Harry's book? It's not. The Democratic Party in, in, in power in, in, in Canada and, and, and Justin Trudeau and his liberals have only one thing in power. They have no economics in, in hand. You know exactly that North America is coming down the tubes because economics has taken a back door. Um, the only way to, for them to keep in power is to feed the narrative. And the narrative is the divide and rule, the race war, the race baiting war of us versus them, colonialism, slavery, colonialism, slavery. They will never get off this narrative and the plantation because they're still involved in slavery, ideological slavery. So they're giving you aid because aid is political, markets are neutral. And Meghan Markle is aligned with this woke democratic socialist Marxist party that wants to go on a suicide mission to destroy everything on the, uh, in the country that is not black and not people of color because they now are the power cabal behind everything and she's feeding everyone with this narrative of uh, minorities and majorities and absolutely ridiculous socialist cabal so sh talking about this in the book would be very lucrative and everyone will oh what's the duchy of cornwall but uh it definitely is not Harry. So you know that this is a Meghan Markle's version and she's questioning it. Who is she to question? God only knows. Uh, what does it got to do with her marriage? Absolutely nothing. She wants the titles 
for the royal family. She wants the security for the royal family. But who's going to pay for that security? The royal family. Where is the money coming from? Duchy of Cornwall. But she's questioning the Duchy of Cornwall that it should be removed from the estates of the royal family. Then who's going to pay for her security if you remove the Duchy of Cornwall? Not the people. The people are not going to pay for you because the people are a bunch of socialist Marxists. If you remove the royal family, there's no titles and you still have a security issue. So who's going to pay for it? And why do you consider that uh, these t- lands got during the times of slavery should be removed. I mean, slavery is something, but then after it's every land, every country had slavery. So Turkey was the Ottoman Empire, and they had massive amounts of slavery. Do you want to ask the Turks to give up their land? How about the Arabs have massive amounts of slavery? The Islamic rulers, Persia had, Romans had, uh, the Native Americans had, the blacks involved in slavery, African people involved in selling their own countries and their own people for 5,000 years. You want to kill every single African because, oh, at one point, 5,000 years ago, we had slaves? How about the Egyptians had slavery? The Mughals had slaves. Everyone had slaves. So you want to destroy every single monument and every single uh, land in, in the, on the planet because it was involved in slavery? Well, are you really considered about slavery or just your political divide to show that you're a new social justice warrior and you're going to bring down everything with a new mentality and, and um, you know, unenslave the world uh, through these feudal empires, um, you know, destroy them and basically then become the queen of of nothing uh, because no one's going to care about her once you know this is a civil war this is what she's doing wants to bring down the monarchy or the constitution and change the constitution of the united kingdom even though she's not from the United Kingdom. So why is she bothered about this? Because this is about a political hit job. She's a front for a political hit job. And that's exactly who she is. And that's exactly what she, why she wrote this book under Harry's name. Uh, so that's one point they bring up. Another point is the difference, Harry says, in being a sponge because he's been, uh, you know, uh, labeled by the press as being a sponge. So he's, there's a difference between being a sponge and prohibited from learning independence. So a lot of people blame him for being a sponge, like I said. But he says he was pro- prohibited from learning independence, and that's why he's a sponge. But let me put it this way. He was never prohibited for anything. I mean, Harry, William got an education. Kate got an education. His father got an education. Why would they, prom- they, they stop you? He, they never stopped him because he's not capable of having any education whatsoever. He is not intellectually aligned for education. That doesn't make him a child of a lesser God. That does not make him a child who is, um, you know, um, not acceptable to the world, uh, could be discriminated against. But it does make you... It does mean that you, you're not able to get education and, and jobs where you have, you will get educational independence. So uh, blaming this on his, um, in his book, on his family, is, is, is absolute lie. And he knows it because uh, he himself said, I'm not very education, I'm not very intelligent, I could not even finish high school. Uh, and so this was one of the things he brought up, he, difference in being a sponge and prohibited from learning independence. Um, he's also, um, he feels abandoned, mocked for being immature, but you have to take that responsibility for yourself. Now, granted that his, um, 
his um his family could have gone the you know another way and seen that okay whatever they were doing is not working maybe they should try another remedy another way of going about it helping him in other ways because you try every single way to help your family members so probably they didn't try hard enough or they tried and nothing worked and he was not willing to cooperate and go you know uh grow down another route so he 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 says he was absurdly abandoned and mocked for being immature and he feels like his life is one truman show well you know what you had to just pull yourself out of there um and and go your own way but he has no educational qualifications to go his own way and so yeah his life is a truman show but that's exactly what the the constitutional monarchy is um if you didn't like it i mean find another way live off the grid you're not obligated to do any particular thing uh and he's exactly like his grand aunt uh, princess margaret who wanted to be her own lady who wanted to go down her own road but princess margaret did not want to lead the comfort of the civil list of being in a royal family so she wanted her cake and wanted to eat it too but she did not uh, she was not willing to do the hard work of the monarchy but she wanted her privileges and harry is exactly the same uh one of the things so that's one another thing he brings in his book and the third thing he brings and, and one important thing he brings about in his book that he does not pray he does not believe in religion well i think he didn't say religion uh but he said not he does not pray and he has like um he just believes he uses space and quiet and solitude but he baptized his son and got married in church so whether he believes in religion or not we don't know but he does not pray so why did you baptize your child in church to to prove to the world oh you're such a religious person i mean you're not believing and you shouldn't have you shouldn't get the titles the the goal of the church and the monarchy is to maintain the christian faith that's the goal uh the anglican faith if you're not going to pray but you still want the titles provided provided to you by the monarchy and the security that it brings about and you're telling me now you don't pray for that's might as well saying well you know i don't care about what the monarchy stands for but i want your money and i want your security and i will choose what jobs i want um so that's something he brings about in his book which is not talked about by these youtube shows um one other thing he brings about is his relationship with between Harry and William now Harry says his relationship has gone down the tube slowly over the years uh, Harry is leaving a religious cult meaning Harry's family is bad as all these religions like a cult but let me put it this way if if leaving which is true all religions want to keep you want to grab other people's uh followers but do not want to lend their own go it's very much like you know you put a bandage on your on your wound and the wound does not heal and you don't clean the bandage you don't change the bandage every day the bandage is going to stick at one point when after 2 3 weeks you haven't removed the changed the bandage and you try and pull the bandage out it's going to draw blood so this is exactly what is it, it happens when you're used to something you're in that it's indoctrinated into your mind when it come you pull it out it's it's going to feel it's a perception but it's going to feel terrible uh to tear it apart because 
it's you've if you've been in that mentality in that cycle for so long and now you're changing orbits so once you leave orbit an orbit and go to another orbit you have to circle around a while to leave the orbit just as you take time to align and and get into the orbit it'll take you time for to orbit out of that dimension uh and so it's not done instantaneously and and there's always going to be that tug of war but if if it's like a religious cult and it's bad, it means religions are bad. Do you want? Does Harry want to talk about religions and why religions are bad, or does he just want to blame his family for everything? So no one really stopped Harry from leaving. No one. Everyone was surprised, uh, but no one stopped him. And we knew that this guy was not a good fit uh, right from the word go. The issue was blamed on the press. When it was never depressed, the the issue was he his parents came into the marriage with trauma, they their marriage never worked, and there was fighting and screaming like all our families, and we'll take it too. Um, the press was not in his house asking his parents not to keep keep up the marriage. His press the press were not there when his parents were born and they inherited a trauma the press are not responsible for the fact that they did not work at their marriage and the marriage fell apart uh so that is all on the inside because as i say it's your currents that form the ways it's my currents that form the ways the press is not in our homes so it means only one thing that the press is not responsible for the trauma that went on in his life and the press press did not start yesterday so it didn't start with his parents getting you know uh divorced or it did not start with his mother's death the the problems already already arose from within the home and within the marriage so it was not the press the press is the external uh reflection of the turmoil and the turbulence that was his childhood and that will carry on for generations to come because he does not want to undo that but he wants to blame the press for everything which is ridiculous now i'm not pro press but in this case they are right and uh i cannot believe one time in the history of the united kingdom uh where the, everyone has agreed that the press are the victims you are not harry and megan um the press are the ones who everyone is behind the press and and in alignment with the press and supporting the press in this particular event and against megan and harry it has never happened before and it only goes to show you that how bad these two are uh and i'm sorry to say it but it is what it is so um that is something that he talks about and he talks about something else uh how charles and camilla's press office were behind a lot of the leaks now a lot of people working for the palace working for the media will tell you right off the bat the palace never leaks anything never leaks the palace will not talk about it the palace will never leak anything it it affirms or confirms or denies something uh if asked a question and sometimes it will say no comment but it does not leak anything and the palace does not talk behind one uh, person against another person of the same member of the family now courtiers or people who work there might talk to their family who their family talks to another family member and so you have this gossip happening with people 
who work uh, and who live in normal lives, uh, who work at the palace. And so you, they'll see some things and, and they will report, but they do not, uh, they do not, uh, the palace does not leak anything. So this press war coming from the palace is an absolute falsehood. It's an inconsistency and it's wrong. And the fact that Mr. and Mrs. Harkel, as I like to call them, are trying to show that this, uh, that they were the the press office of his parents and and stepmother are behind the leaks is absolute falsehood. Uh, Harry and Meghan have been allegedly behind these leaks themselves, so it's important to understand that. Um, so then we come to the Taliban issue, um, where Harry talks about going to war in his skill count, and I'm not going to repeat it, but. The left media blame the right wing media for bringing this up all the time, and oh my god, they've you know they've caused a security risk and see them bringing up. But Harry was the one who wrote it in his book. Um, why did he have to even mention it? Uh, but neither the left nor the right wrote this book, and then neither of them are responsible for this. A mentally ill person who's on drugs, uh, who's is the is the problem behind this who's blaming the press and now the right wing is going left wing the left wing is going right wing and and it's absolutely ridiculous this man prince harry is mentally ill he's got an emotional problem he's got an ideological problem he is he's on drugs and he is the fault for writing a book which has sold uh, 1500 1.5 million copies plus or minus um and and he's put this all over the world, everyone knows this now, and he's going to get bad, and he's responsible for the bad press, everyone's going to obviously talk about it, you're not going to not talk about it, uh, if it's written in the book, you want the book to be spoken about, you're not going to choose, and you know, if you don't want people to talk about it, you don't write it in your books, that's ridiculous, um, People were surprised by not the number of people he's talking about in his war, but you just don't talk about activities in a war for security of all those involved, whichever side of the line you are on. Uh, Receiving end, giving end, you do not talk about this at all because you're putting people's lives in danger and and the security of the armed forces. And this is disgusting. So... uh, a lot of lefties says, well, you know, they've taken it out of context. He's trying to be uh, taking responsibility. It's not about taking out of context, which is typical for the left wing to talk about. Oh, out of context. In a context, you understand he was right. No, he was not right. This is a security issue. Your responsibility is you, you talk about it with those involved in those important but not with not out in public we do not want to know it um so that's one of the main one of the issues behind this and another one is um harry's mention about treating people treating his wife the way they treated the mother which was a lie after the debacle of of diana and what happened to her because everything changed there was a a um, there was has been um unwritten um deal between the palace and and the press that they will not hound the children their wives they will not hound the the people involved their family they will respect their boundaries uh and it was kept this this 
deal between the press and the palace have been kept up uh, absolutely um the, it has been kept up and and it's not the same as it was with Diana um so Harry w- talks about treating people the way uh, they treated his mother because uh, everything has changed. He is not the only person to bring a wife into the family, and they're all okay. So how is Harry's opinion taking over others, uh, or is it just as paranoia, as he's not made his peace with himself? Because he's not healed, his paranoia takes the best of his intellectual capacity, and he never gets anywhere with it. So it's it's not even, he, he refuses to see this, and he will only repeat what his wife is saying, because his wife does all the writing. Um, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's more his paranoia making the problem than anything else. Um, so Charles, there's a mention in the book that Charles, or in the, in the documentary, that Charles says, uh, he's telling Harry he did not have enough money to take care of his wife, Megan's life. The, the context behind this is that... Um, Harry, everyone has a budget, okay? Everyone has a budget and you have to work within the budget. Meghan Markle blew that budget. She started ordering dresses left, right, and center, left, right, everywhere. Um, And no, she didn't pay any attention to the price tag. And you cannot take dresses for free in, in, in the UK. If you're the royal family, you have to pay for it. And she blew her budget. So at the rate she was going, there was no way in hell that, that, that his family, that Prince Charles was going to pay for all this and says, you know, I'm sorry, we, we don't have enough money on the budget to pay for your wife. It was the same thing that happened to... Um, Fergie. Fergie had to, ma- to divorce his, her husband, Prince Prince Andrew, because she had overspent her her budget, and and um, she was five million in the in the hole. So Prince Charles telling Harry is important because he's preventing what would eventually happen to his brother's wife. But Harry tries to pretend that they, you know, oh, they don't want to spend anything for my wife because she's black, because everything is about race. Even if it's not about race, they're making it about race so that they they drive the wedge between you and someone else, gives you a perception that they are poor little victims. Um, the extent at which they were rejecting her as part of the less left-wing uh, cabal commentators is ridiculous. She was blowing the budget and wearing clothes that were exorbitant. Um, so the commentators on the left and the socialist, they, they have put forth this theory that the monarchy is bad and Harry is the one person who has started to realize that and he has the right to stand up not saying that he all he said is contradictory and a bunch of lies written by Meghan. Uh, so Harry is the first person from within to stand up and, and what he's saying is the truth, it's his version and if he says it, it's because he's witnessed this. Not that anyone can give you a truth it has to be verified and there is zero verification for him Uh, everything that that is put to the test it becomes hollow absolutely hollow it's a bunch of inconsistencies and it's only one side Um, it does not meet the test of any fact checker anywhere uh, even the one where he says well my wife my mother-in-law was willing Uh, they might have thought that when they were young, but not when they were, uh, not now, because when they were young, they were not appreciative of 
his their father marrying his Camilla right off the bat. But she has learned and, and gained their trust. She has gained the trust of, of the people. They've been married for 17 years. Uh, they've been together for 50 odd years or 40 years. Look, um, they liked her. They had no problem with her. They agreed to the marriage. They saw that she made their father happy and they were they were close-knit family. They had no problems with each other. And all of a sudden, he stands up and calls her William. So he's taken this out of context, uh, basically taking it from the context of before he married her and put it in the context of now that he's he's talking now as a 38-year-old man. So it's out of place completely. Um, Harry talks a lot about colonization, but it's not Harry that's talking because he has no knowledge and capacity to speak about it. He has no knowledge of history. He has no knowledge of the context. He has no knowledge of anything in anywhere in the world. Uh, but he talks, and he's talking about colonialism. What has colonialism got to do with his marriage? I mean, if it really is a problem, you have a conversation separately. Do not bring it in, in place of your marriage to, to try and get us to believe that, oh, you're doing us a favor and all the brown people a favor. It's a political divide and rule that he's playing uh, with a constitutional title. Um, it is a political rule because this is a topic that's brought out by the leftist cabal, by the socialist Marxist cabal, who's trying to make all colonialization right. And they're the new power, they're the new superpower, they're going to bring equality to the world and racial equality and XYZ equality. And it's just ridiculous. So they're trying to bring about every single colonialism, or should I say only British colonialism, because they have decided British colonialism is the worst. Not despising, not having the guts to talk about Islamic colonization, Persian, Roman, uh, Hebrew, you name it, um, Portuguese, uh, Arabic, all the colonies and colonization and empires in the world who had slaves, even the Egyptians, they don't care about that. But you see, those people are dead, so no one really cares. You can't talk about the Islamic colonization because you'll be hurled with Islamophobia bombs. But so the only people really who can they can talk about is the Brits. And guess what? Um, that's a problem uh, because this has nothing to do with the marriage or his book Spare. This has everything to do with one thing and one thing only. Megan's political power. So she's forming and 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 forming that base so that one day she can use that base and say see how i fought for you all this time i brought down the royal family i brought down the monarchy i'm here for equality i'm here for you my goal is to bring about equality in the world and i'm the real person to do that because i've been fighting for it all my life so basically this is the political foundation she's she's setting using a constitutional title which is out a whack. So it's absolutely clear that Meghan wrote the book as she wants to unseat the monarchy and institutionalize the UK into a republic. That she is involving herself in British politics has is absolutely weird, is absolutely disgusting because she's not even British. She's American. So what does she want? The only reason she's doing that is because she's working hand in hand with the Labour who want to do exactly the same thing. The Labour government wants doesn't like don't doesn't like the monarchy because they're socialists. They think that just by their words of socialism they can bring out equality everywhere. I mean they've been fighting for this for seventy years. They haven't moved an inch. Um, 
but basically that's exactly what it is and so that's the only reason why she's using that uh as as a front uh for her lines with with allegedly for her lines with labor on the other side uh and so she's playing politics and that's why she's talking about brexit everything is racist because brexit went against her decision if brexit had not happened then she wouldn't be in this power. She would still be in the United in the United Kingdom, and because she would lost Brexit, left you know the United Kingdom left. She was so angry. It's then when she left, um, you know, uh, when Brexit happened. It's then when she left. If you remember, um, the United Kingdom and just walked away because she didn't expect them to win at all. Um, and and her goal in in the United Kingdom was not a constitutional role. It was a backdoor political role. It she's a mole. She wrote the book, and it's absolutely disgusting that uh, she's playing this politics. Like I said, with a constitutional title. Um, so hence, it's not okay for her to have a monarchy. These people are supposedly socialist, and for them, the earth is flat. So, if their tears are salty, then we all scramble get it straight um basically that's the long and short of the story i mean there's so many issues but i've just talked about some issues that are not mentioned in these youtube videos and people who are fact checking this so that's what i wanted to bring upon uh for my podcast i hope you understood where i was coming from uh and uh you will use these you know, use all of this uh, to understand a deeper sense of the issue. Uh, I will talk more about this tomorrow um, on my podcast for Meghan Markle, and we'll go from there. So in the meanwhile, I wish you a great day. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, please do s- share this video as much as possible. Um, and uh, I wish you a great day again, and um, stay safe. Bye-bye.